to the playground with your host, Eddie Flewellen. That would be me. And today I'm honored to have as guests the original Stone City Band. And specifically, <laughs> specifically, <laughs> Lannis Hughes, the drummer. Right. Nate Hughes, his brother, the percussionist. And Tom McDermott, the guitarist. How you guys doing? Good, Eddie. Good, man. Good. Good. Glad to have you. Really honored to have you. Um, Thank you. Thank you. What have you guys been up to these days, handling handling all this madness? Staying safe. Yes, sir. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The message of Ask the day. Ask it up. The message of the day. Um, we're talking Grammy Awards, American Music Awards, Golden Platinum Records, Stone City Band, and uh, I, I was I am honored to be music director for this band. And what was important to me to bring out to the band, even at that even during that time, is how important these guys are. Rick James, of course, everybody knows that Rick James was the leader, but these guys are the ones that back not only Rick James, but we're talking Tina Marie, the Mary Jane Girls, Eddie Murphy, the Temptations, I mean, the whole gamut. And so um, if, there is an, if there is an unsung, these guys are like the unsung heroes. These guys are totally unsung. So I'm hoping that we can talk a little bit about, you know, uh, what you guys have done pretty much in the background. So, um, but we're gonna bring you out front. And, um, and I neglected to mention, of course, Stone City Band, you know, you guys, <laughs> so so with that let's start with like your beginnings and all that um uh, individually like um one of the things i always ask all my guests is like how you started like uh with your individual instrument um with tom on guitar and lance on drums and nate on percussion what was your inspiration what got you started and i'll start with tom yeah what got me started playing guitar yeah it yeah. was um Listening to like the Who, the Beatles. Uh, that always seems to be Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> the Beatles. Like, whoa, that was so cool. Uh -huh. And then um, I didn't start playing till like I was fifteen, mm. and I really got into West Montgomery a lot. Ah, okay. And uh, was into jazz. Joe Pass. I, I was into jazz when I first started playing. Uh huh. And because I said, well, somebody told me, hey, play octaves. It's easier to play. <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it easier to play? Not really. No, it's just, <laughs> you know, I fell for Not it, really. and, you know, being stupid or something, you know. But yeah, just listening to jazz, and then I wanted to start uh, trying to make some money out of it. So I went to, you know, join different bands, mm -hmm. club work, things like mm -hmm. that, you know. Mm -hmm. And you said you got serious with it, or did you start at 15, or you got serious with it, with it uh, at 15? I, I got pretty serious from the get-go, you oh, know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just was taking lessons and all that. Did so you did take lessons? Yeah. Cool. Learn as much as I can, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just like everybody else, you know. Right. But today, it's like, I wish I had YouTube and all that other stuff we have today, you know. Right. Don't we all? Don't yeah. we all? You know, <laughs> but, uh, all the money that we would save. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about you, Lannis, on drums? I started at a very early age, like about four years old. Mm -hmm. And my father had started me off playing like a snare drum, except my snare drum was a Quaker Oaks box. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All I had really was some sticks, drumsticks. Now, that was, that was the round, the round... Uh, yeah. Circular, right, right, right. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. That I was my snare drum at the time <laughs> until uh -huh. I got one. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, later uh -huh. on, my, my dad brought home a drum set. So mm. uh, I was the only one in the neighborhood that could that had a drum set. Oh, wow. And I was practicing on it. 
And I wasn't really serious about playing drums because I wanted to be an editorial cartoonist. That's where my real, you know, wow. was in. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, because in fourth grade, I did a comic book. And I in said, fourth grade. yes. Wow. I, I drew everything. I did it on newspaper print. I drew it. I wrote the script, everything. Uh-huh. Sent it to Marvel Comics. Stan Lee sent me a letter back saying if I was a page, I'd have had a job at Marvel. Get out. You were that good? Yeah, at the wow. time, because I was really into it. Uh-huh. And then I got into the music end. Do you, still ha- the wayside. do you still have that letter around anywhere? No, I don't. Really? I wish I did. It would be really? worth a million dollars. I'm sure it would be. Uh-huh. <laughs> it would be. Nate, was he any good? Yeah, he was good, man. <laughs> I mean, we kind of took uh, over from uh, my father. He was a great artist, man. He did oh, yeah? a variety of different things, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Do you do you still kind of draw? Do you still kind of dabble in that a little bit, Lance? Or, or no? Oh, no, not at all. Okay, so no, not even picked up a pencil and paper to attempt it, huh? Uh, but I, I gotta start again. Yeah, yeah. Especially now. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and Nate. Yes, sir. Uh, what got what got you started? Percussionist, right? Uh, actually, or, I started, started out started? on drums. Okay, I had a feeling it wasn't percussion. Yeah, I mean, I used to be in the drum and bugle corps. Oh, wow. When I was young. Okay. It was, it was like drum line, you know? Yeah. We had uniforms and everything. And uh, one of our rival uh, uh, opponents, you know, we used to uh, battle against was the Brown Cadets, which uh, uh-huh. Rick belonged to the Brown Cadets. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. That being Rick James, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, and you said he belonged to the, to the opposing group? Yeah, yeah, oh. we used to have battles, you know. This was okay. before I actually knew him personally, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, but, I, you know, I knew he had belonged to the uh, Brown Cadets. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, question, um, I remember when uh, Stone City, this is a few years back, we had played uh, Buffalo. And the question came up. I remember specifically asking the question. And I don't know if we just happened to be in the area, but the name, Stone City Band, how did you guys come up with that name? Okay, Rick came up with that name. Stone City represent the projects in Buffalo, New York, Ah. which was basically made of stone. Okay, okay. And we had driven by there, and I think, and Nate told me that. I'm like, what? Really? That's (laughs) That's where it came from. Yes. All right. there There were many projects in Buffalo. Really? Now, was it was it a specific building, or was it pretty much like all the buildings? It was all referred to all Stone of, City. All over, yeah. They were all built of stone. Still, yeah. Stone, stone. Really? Are they still there? Uh, some of them are. Some of them are torn down. Really? Really? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, I, I was reading that there was a major tour planned, of course, for for Stone City, but you know, because of this whole pandemic thing, that pretty much stopped stopped everything. Um, yes. And I got to tell you, I mean, I play with these guys. I mean, not only is it educational, but it's fun. These guys are these guys are awesome to play with. So again, it's it's an honor to have you guys here. Um, so Rick James, he started this whole thing, right? Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. How how did that start? Of course, he did he go did he go on his own and come back and get you guys, or did you guys go with him? Oh, he was on his own. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Off up to Canada. 
okay. was up here for a while and he got to um, sing lead for a band that uh, Neil Young. Neil Young. He was a Neil Young's lead singer. And Neil Young, Young, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. And so when did, so he goes on after that and he goes to, Mo, did he go to Motown directly from there or how did, how did his? The name of the band was called the Minor Birds. Okay. They did record for Motown Records. Mm -hmm. But when they found out Rick went AWOL, that canned the deal for the band. Oh, wow. Okay. They didn't get a chance to release anything. But that was okay. the first recording. But later on, the band, you know, disbanded. And Rick uh, decided to put something together. And he did a recording, him and another guy up in Toronto. They came out with a single called Get Up and Dance. Mm -hmm. He decided to distrib distribute it by himself. And that's how he got the money to go into the studio to record a demo okay. that he could shop around. So uh, he hired some musicians in Buffalo to go in the studio and record uh, for a song demo. They did that. He took it to Motown Records. Barry Gordy loved it. So he got the advance money to do side B. He came back and he got another set of musicians and they recorded the album, put the album out, and the first single was You and I. Okay, and, and that's a, the Come and Get It album? Yes. Okay. And the song took off so fast that they couldn't even keep enough albums in the store because mm -hmm. it was selling that quick. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. they, they really wasn't into, you know, him like that. Right. They just threw out a few albums, you know, say, okay, right. let's see what happened. Mm -hmm. And it blew their mind when it caught on that quick. <laughs> yeah, right. And it just blew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rick came up there and changed everything up. <laughs> yes, he did. Over Motown yeah. Records. Over Motown. Yeah. So they, uh, b before that, had you played with him before as a band? Had you all played with him before as a band? Or did it all yeah. come together after? When he, when he released his single, Get Up and Dance, he needed a band. And he asked Levi, his best friend at the time, um, could we back him up, you know, on a couple of shows? And we did. And mm -hmm. He loved it. And awesome. so, you know, he took us in the studio and re recorded two songs, which never came out because we got signed to Revelop Records. I know you remember uh -oh. them. <laughs> we got signed to them and they disbanded. <laughs> we never even got our stuff. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Levi Ruff on the keyboard, you're, you're, yep. you're a keyboard player. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. awesome, awesome. Oh, yeah. So, so then you, you, you guys re record the album. Did you record a lot of the material with him on, on the Come and Get It album? No, we okay. we didn't record anything. Levi did. He got on there. Um, it was just a group of musicians that okay. came okay. in and recorded that album. He didn't have a band at the time, mm -hmm. you know. But after his album hit, Barry told him he needed a band. And Barry Gordy was going to put together a band from Motown to oh. back Rick up. But okay. Rick didn't want that. Rick wanted not. his own band. Right, right. You know, and he told Barry that he knows the fellas that he can get and he would bring them out to California and show him, you know, his band. He didn't want a Motown band. And the rest is history. We, yeah.
Awesome. Our first uh, show with Rick as a band was uh, Dick Clark Live, Wednesday Night Live. We, Wednesday we Night Live. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> that was we're totally going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played Mary Jane Live. It was a winner. And we got to play Midnight Special, you know, and then. Played uh, Mary Jane Live. It was all yeah. live. Oh, wow. yeah. It was wow. definitely live. We was on the same show with uh, Chicago and Raquel Welch. And what a just, show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. Okay. And, and uh, at the time, the guitar player, Terry, he had yeah, just Terry committed Kent. suicide. Oh, so that was their first, first, first performance with their new guitarist? Yeah. Oh, wow. And before we got on to, to do the show, Rick was telling everybody in the band, please don't mention nothing about Terry. You know, because it's still, you know, a little sadness with the band. It was that soon and after? It was, yeah. And as soon as we saw them backstage when we was getting dressed, first thing came out of Rick's mouth, sorry about Terry. Oh, man. <laughs> and we all looked at one another like, oh, oh my He made God. this big thing about don't mention me. <laughs> And with Rick, I can imagine how loud that was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Right. It was. It, it was kind of interesting because at the time, Switch had uh, just done the Reaching for Tomorrow album at Caribou Ranch, where they recorded that they made okay. that they made famous. And again, it was uh, it was a, a wide open wound. I mean, you can totally feel, you know, the the you know the mood there at Caribou Ranch. It was really dark because right. it had it had not happened too long before you know before we had gone there. So mm -hmm. I can totally relate to that. So, um, guitar player Tom, you're you're with the band, you know. Yeah. What, at what point did you did you come in? Were you were, were you were there at the beginning, or was this later? Or I I came in after they came into Hollywood and they were at this big house, uh -huh. and they had just done the uh, was busting out album. Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, so they were looking for a guitar player, and and Lisa Sarda said, "Hey, you know, check this out." So mm -hmm. I went over there and uh, kind of auditioned, I guess, you know, and then every, everything was cool. And mm -hmm. Now, it it's perfect. Uh, totally, totally. And especially when he just with came in to that slot and was like, he was always there. Right, That's how good right. it felt. And especially with the way the, the writing came, I'm sure Tom, like, just like you said, Tom fit like a glove because, I mean, that, that yeah. rock influence is there and Tom's like totally got it nailed. So, so Tom, you weren't there on on the American bands on on the on the on bandstand show. No, no. Oh, okay. okay. Not till later. Because I was going to ask, I was going to, I was going to ask you about that Mary Jane uh, that guitar line. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, the pentatonic scale. Right, right, right. So, what was that like for all of you? I mean, of course, uh, Lannis and, and and Nate, like I said, you you guys had pretty much come up with them. What was it like to work with him, like in the studio, or as far as like writing and all that? Well, it was very educational, man, because I, I had no idea, you know, about, you know, all the uh, instrumental and, and 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 electronics and whatnot that was involved in the studio. Mm -hmm. And he but, did. But uh, I was all I was all ears, man. You know, I, you know, I just sat and watched and listened. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned a lot from Tom Fly. You know, Tom Fly, he, he was amazing, man. You know, he didn't mind showing us different things, man, and, you know, getting involved in the studio. I, I kind of lived in there. 
Uh, okay, I can imagine. Um, Tom, what was, what was his approach to like to, to, to playing in the studio and writing and, and production and uh, other things like that? Yeah, from what I remember, we, we did very little rehearsal before we went into the studio. Basically, the studio, I mean, the studio was where the album was created musically and everything else. Okay. I mean, and that was, it was like a whirlwind. You'd go in there and, whew, <laughs> crazy, you know? I mean, uh, uh -huh. even like in his lyrics, he really didn't have any lyrics down until mm -hmm. he'd be listening back and then you go, and he'd be with this legal pad, writing things down. And he'd go, what? stop, you know, they, 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 they <laughs> okay, play it again. You know, he would yeah, actually stop. He'd like stop, stop mm. the rolling of the tape, and then write yeah. it right down. And wow, yeah. really? So everything for him like pretty much happened on the fly. Yeah, everything. It was yeah. it was kind of stressful too. You know, I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't like oh here here's here's the guitar part or here's mm -hmm. the piano part. You know, it was just mm -hmm. you know, and, and yeah, it was. So um, so so it sounds like especially for you like like. Tom, play, play, you know, come up with a part. Was it, was it kind of like that or? You kind of had your input and then he had his input, you know. Okay. And you, you took it from there, you know. And honestly, honestly, which input won out? Uh, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> so, I don't know, sometimes it was just a matter of him, he wanted to hear a certain thing, you know. Ah, and okay. Then, yeah. Oh, okay. And Nate Lance, it was, it was the same same with you guys, you know, I, I, I have this idea, kind of play this, what, what can you come up with, you know? Yeah, right. sometimes he would uh, say like, uh, Nate, what do you hear on this groove right here? And uh, I'll just start playing something and, and then he'll either like it or he didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the time, you know, he liked what I played, which was an honor. You know, he just say, okay, go put it down. <laughs> wow. wow. Just like that, you know? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Wow, wow. So oh, as far as like all the different songs you guys played, played with Rick or, or did you even play on tour? Is there, is there, and I hate to, I hate to ask this question because it's so cliche, as far as like your favorite song, um, you know, and, and before you say, well, you know, we don't have a favorite, it's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me put it, let me, well, let me, let me rephrase the question. What is your favorite song to perform, to play? Up and Below. There you yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Tom, we we I, never I, played it. I I like Super Freak because the, the the audience really got into it. You know. Yeah. It was uh, like ah, pandemonium. You know. It was, uh -huh. it was awesome. <laughs> they just went freaking crazy. <laughs> really, really. But, yeah, they knew the words and everything. You know. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. It's fun to watch it. It's it's really fun to watch. You know, from yeah. from my perspective. Lannis, what was the song you just mentioned? Cop and blow off the busting out album. Okay, and did you say you never played it? No. Well, we did uh, on the on the very first yeah. tour. We did. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, then that was it. We haven't played it. I would anymore. love to play this. You know now. Really? Oh well, awesome. well, yeah. 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 <laughs> the, yeah. The groove is infectious. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, so uh, I want to go back to, to Super Freak since since you missed that in the audience response. When, um, and of course, everybody knows that uh, MC Hammer sampled that song for his song, You Can't Touch This. Um, what was you guys' immediate reaction when you heard about it? You know, because I'm sure you heard about it before it was actually out. It was like, oh, what? 
Exactly. What's going on? <laughs> what is this? What? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I mean, it blew up. It blew up. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. I remember hearing that on the radio. I go, damn, that's my guitar line. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, is it true? Is, is it true that you guys were called in to re-record it with him? Hey, I have a quick question for you. Do you want a professional agency to handle all your video creation, syndication and monetization needs? We totally understand that new leads and customers are the lifeblood for any business. And if you're looking to grow or scale your business using video is definitely the best way to go. Here at Melrose 11, we specialize in getting you the results you need to help you grow your business by generating new leads, driving more traffic and closing more sales without breaking your bank. Did you know according to HubSpot having a well-targeted video on your landing page can increase conversions by up to 80%? Yeah, and up to 64% of users are more likely to buy a product online after watching video than by text alone. And that 92% of mobile users share videos with others. And 90% of users say that videos are helpful in their purchase decision making. Incorporating video into your marketing and social media activity is no longer an option, it's an absolute requirement if you're looking for long-term success. Heck, it may even be essential for the very survival of a business. Here at Melrose 11, media truly is our passion. We create animated explainer videos, social teasers, catchy intros, full HD commercials, and even viewer interactive videos. So, if you're looking to elevate your brand, or attract more leads, generate more sales, increase traffic, or build up more exposure for your business, then you've definitely come to the right place. Our professional team will develop your video campaigns at an affordable price. With our fast turnaround times. And a quality of work that can't be beat. We look forward to working with you. Is it true that you guys were called in to re-record it with him? No. Oh, okay. No, that's sampled. The whole track was sampled. It was all sampled? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. They so did the, the whole he... track. He used the original, did he use the original yeah. recordings? To, oh, okay, for each part? Yeah. He recorded it that way. Yeah. Or did yeah, he use like a whole track and-, and, and Yeah. I, he just stole the whole thing. Really. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I didn't know if you were saying he used like individual tracks and-, and, and Oh, no. It was the oh, whole okay. thing. Okay, so this song blows up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you do that song in your, in your set? Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, you can't touch this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we won't touch that. <laughs> when we play it, we should pause and say, you can't touch this. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's that's actually a great idea. That's actually a great idea. You should, you should do work. that. So, yeah. so as far as like the other artists that you guys have worked with, um, uh, Tina Marie, Right, mm -hmm. and Mary Jane, Mary Jane girls. I'm sorry, the Mary Jane girls, um, Eddie Murphy, and Tim, and the Temptations as well. You guys recorded with with each and every one with with all of them, correct? Yeah. Don't forget okay. Process and the Do Rags. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say again. Process and the Do Rags. Okay. Okay. So as far as like all the different, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And Val Young. Oh right, and Val. Right, yeah. right. I totally forgot about Val. I totally forgot about it. Okay, so as for, uh, let me let me go one by one. As far as like Tina Marie, what what was that? What was what was she like to work with? She was uh, I, she was really easy to to deal with, you know, mm -hmm. as, as working with rather. Mm -hmm. um, 
it was no ego. She just basically said, you know, said you can play what you want. You know, mm -hmm. she liked it. She liked it. You know. Okay. Now I, can, I imagine she came to you with songs, right? I mean, she actually came to you with like. A, yeah, yeah. She had something. she had an idea. She had a, a format. You know, it wasn't like all of a sudden let's go frantic. Right. right. <laughs> you know? She did. She did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then was it the same with the Mary Jane Girls? Or that was more Rick James production. That was Rick's deal. He would, okay. you know, he had he'd be <laughs> same thing. Uh, right. But it worked. Show. It worked. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, there's a YouTube video where he's in the studio and he's, uh, uh, they're putting down, or he's trying, he's writing lyrics, that's what it is, I'm, and they're in the studio, and he says to one of the Mary Jane girls, come here, come here, come here, and he says, let me be, let me be, and then they started singing, she started singing, mm -hmm. he started singing the part, and she was almost have to, like, mind read him, you know, like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's really, it was mm -hmm. pretty intense, you know, mm -hmm. with the cat sometimes. Wow! Wow! Really, yeah. really. So to come up with those grooves and all that stuff, did he pretty much did he pretty much have like an idea of the groove, or did you guys come up with the grooves with him, or did you come up with them on your own? How how did that work? Because I mean, some of those grooves are pretty distinct. I mean, they're not like all over the place. They're like you know right there. And I got to say, Lannis with his drum. I mean, he keeps talking about a time clock. It's right there. So you know, <laughs> lots oh, yeah. of practice, right? <laughs> but but some of those grooves. I mean, did they did you all come up? as a collective for some of those grooves or did he come in with the groove and you know like play this or play like play it like this yeah he would basically say that he'd say uh give me certain drummer two four or whatever oh, okay. you know and he add the bass and then guitar and keyboards he would layer everything you know oh, okay. he he basically told us to play what we felt mm, you know he okay. had an idea but he wanted our feel to the songs. Gotcha. You gotcha. know, and once he got that, he'd take it in, sleep mm -hmm. overnight on it, you know, and come back in, and he'd add a few, few more things onto it. Okay. Okay. But and then Eddie Murphy. Okay. And then Eddie Murphy, uh, Eddie Murphy, Val, and Temptations was pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Well, standing, standing on the top, that was uh, a song that we, a groove that we was doing live. You know, because he would he would be entertaining the audience, and the band would just go off and play something live. We'd hear one another and just stick to a groove. And mm -hmm. there was a groove off of Mary Jane that we was doing something mm -hmm. completely different. Mm -hmm. And he remembered it. And the next day at soundcheck, he said, "Play that groove that y'all did last wow. night." And that's what we did. And he came up with the words standing on the top and said, I'm going to put this on the Temptations because I got to ask him to give them a song. <laughs> and just like that. Yeah. yeah, actually, he had the sound man record us doing that groove, you know, doing the mm -hmm. live show. That's how he had the idea of it. Oh, okay. Okay. And I got to say for anybody, you know, and, and I, I didn't have the opportunity to see, I saw Rick once, but this was like at the very beginning. I didn't have an opportunity to see him with, you know, when he went, when he became like, you know, Rick James like that, and he was like all over the place. But there are all kinds of YouTube videos, and if ever if, if ever anybody gets the opportunity to go to YouTube, you gotta check out Rick James. You talk about net education, you know, and, and not only him, but as far as like the band and what the band did and what you guys did, I mean, it, it was always phenomenal. There's one in particular, and I don't remember if that's on YouTube, but the performance you guys did in Germany. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. It's on there. Man, talk about, you know, 
Rick James and Stone City Band University. Yeah, check that out. You got to check that out on YouTube. Yeah, that was one of our first gigs uh, that tour. And man, by the middle of the tour, we were just flying up. We were like smoking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. Tom on his solo. Oh, Tom, Tom oh, yeah. Everybody away. Tom on fire. Like, again. My mouth's hanging open. <laughs> <laughs> Tom would do this thing that like the um, Close Encounters intro, uh -huh. and then he would just shred from there, and everybody mouth just hanging over, and we all <laughs> stared at Tom. We forgot what we were playing. <laughs> really? Yeah. really? So, Tom, how did you feel about that, doing all that? I'm sure that was fun for you back then. It was. It was really fun. You know, it was uh -huh. kind of like nice and Rick to let me have my spot, you know. It mm -hmm. just came about and then I, I took off with it, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So again, like we said at the beginning, you know, Rick James, you know, comes up with this idea with the for the Stone City band. You guys are your own entity and and uh three it's three albums, right? Yeah. Okay. And you guys did most of the recording. I'm sorry, not the recording, but the writing and all that stuff on those albums. Right. And that came about the most of your writing was done again by you all. Mm -hmm. And was it was it the same kind of writing where you guys all came together in the studio and said, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like on the tunes that I wrote, I, we, mm -hmm. I came in with the idea, I wrote out the parts and stuff." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And uh, fast forward to now, we're in. Uh, well, let's see. Let's go back to 2018. You guys have been starting to re-release some of the songs from your albums, as well as doing new versions of some of those songs. In particular, um, I know like last year, or maybe even this year, uh, Funky Reggae. Yeah. That was a song off of one of your albums, do I hear that right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, and how's that going? Going real well, man. We just did a short, short uh, version of it. You know, mm -hmm. it's a little different than the long version, because we did the long version for the DJs, basically. Oh, okay. And uh, okay. so, you know, a lot of the DJs wanted a shorter version, so, you know, went in and, and did that, you know. Gotcha. Uh, it's doing real well, you know. Okay. Uh, we, we're also working on some new material too, you know. Yeah, that, that was my next question, what's coming, yeah. what's coming? We got, yeah. we got to get Tom here so he can just burn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom does have a thing, Tom's got to bring you it know? too, and he brings it every time. Got to have Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Brings it every time. Tom, are you doing any writing these days? Yeah, yeah, we're working from home, uh, okay. all of us. But uh, okay. I just changed my hard drive and I realized oh, oh I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't copy over the tunes, so I got to reinstall my hard drive and back them up. And then I've got a couple nice things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are there any plans of a solo project for you, Tom? Or no, not really. Not no. Why? And why? Why not? Basically, you know, the band thing, you know. Yeah, right? okay, okay, Just cool, band, cool. You know? good, good answer, good answer. There's, there's more traction there. Got you, got you. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Um, um, as far as, like, now, for, for those that are up and coming and all that, uh, they're, they're like the, the glory days. I mean, they're, they're you know, those, you know, for the most part, we, we like to say that, you know, everything is, like, really fun and good and all that. Over the years that you guys played with Rick, and I mean, even with yourselves, are there any stories that you want to share that are like, you know, maybe not so good that you want to like tell, you know, the public about that, you know, like things to look out for, um, whether it be contractually, whether it be people, people that you worked with, um, I guess, you know, all the above. A negative show, but we're, oh, we're yeah. 
You know, like I always say, as far as like the playground, you know, when you go on the playground, you play to have fun, but every once in a while you'll fall and you get bumps and bruises, but that does not prevent you from coming back to the playground. Right. So um, as far as like some of those bumps and bruises, do you, I'm sure you have a lot. Yeah. Or yeah. any one in particular you want to share? The, you don't have to mention any names. <laughs> you don't have to. It's just when it comes to get paid, you know. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. That always seems to be like a general, yeah. a general thing. Yeah, everybody, you know, I don't care if you're talking to Toto or whoever, mm -hmm. everybody has a problem with getting screwed mm -hmm. about money, you know. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. So, so what, what advice would you, would you offer, like, those that are coming up with the business or just getting started? It's so different today, you know. It's like there's no, really no record company. It's like everybody has to produce their own self and, distribute their own, you know, product and everything. Mm -hmm. um, just, I would get a band and you know, record stuff and then send it out mm -hmm. and just promote mm -hmm. yourself. You know, I mm -hmm. think you'd be better off that way. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. There's people doing it and they're, they're having some success with it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I would, uh, I will always tell the young and up and coming musicians you know, you have the talent and everything, but the main thing you should listen to is get you an entertainment lawyer to go over everything. Whatever paperwork is presented to you, have an entertainment lawyer look it over and explain to you what you're getting into. A lot of them are just winging it, you know, just throwing out material and hoping for something good to come out of it. And some of the time, it do be good, but, you know, they don't take care of the paperwork and they wonder why they're not getting a certain amount of money coming back to them is because they gave it away. Mm -hmm. And what's really sad about that, like, like Tom said, I mean, the business has changed so much, you know, it, it's not like the traditional record companies that we came up with, but the business has changed, but you still have to watch out for, like you said, Lennox, as far as like, you know, contract contracts and you know, make sure that you have a good lawyer behind you and all that. Um, you definitely don't want to fall into pitfalls. And we have like the shows that are like, you know, the unsungs and the behind the musics that are still like, you know, talking about still those, those same stories as far as, you know, the, 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 the dark side of the music business. So, yeah. Um, so, so as far as Stone City, where, where, where do we find what's, 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 what's coming? How do we find out what's going to be coming? What's coming out with you guys? Um, is there a website? Is there, you know, do you guys do social networking? Um, yes, we're on Facebook. Instagram. Okay. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, as far as like those uh, new artists, do you guys listen to any of the new new people that are out? Any new artists that you like, you know, you kind of, you like where they're going or, you know? Yeah, I, I do. I, I've, I subscribe to uh, iTunes, the, uh, the monthly thing, you know, for 10 mm -hmm. bucks and you can mm -hmm. listen to anybody and everybody. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm always checking out new stuff, new styles and stuff like that, you know. Because okay. it's uh, unlike the old days where you'd have to go out and buy the album, you know, you buy right. that, you only like three cuts, you know, this <laughs> audition, the whole thing. keep what you like and, you know, keep it on the playlist. You know? Right, right. Any Anybody in particular that you, you oh, kind of have an eye on? There's this uh, new group out of LA, it's a rock group. And I like, they're one of the people that uh, produce themselves and they're doing their whole thing and they're getting some, a lot of good coverage. They're called Dirty Honey. Um, they put out EP out, and it's uh, they're kind of like Led Zeppelin and um, Steve Tyler, you know, 
that type of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, there's other groups, you know, like Pink and um, God, everybody, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, so yeah. You give everybody a taste, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Lannis, Nate, anybody in particular that you guys listen to? I like it all. I get ideas from listening to everybody, man, from from the hip hop to uh, jazz, mm -hmm. whatever, because I, I played a lot of jazz when I was on drums for a while, uh, especially some Herbie Hancock. All right. Right. I'll right, tell right, you, right. Man, and, you know, and Chick Corea, you know, uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, man, I, that, you know, that expanded my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it's funny that you missed that because I mean, during this whole pandemic thing, I found, of course, you know, we're all like, okay, now what do we do? Especially as far as the community. So I find myself like getting into like a lot of documentaries that are on all that stuff. And it started with Miles Davis. And mm -hmm. while I say, I, you know, I liked all these years, I've said I love jazz. I, I, I can honestly say that, man, did I get a whole new appreciation after watching like his documentary. And of course, that led to, you know, Bird, that led to, you know, I mean, it just led to a whole bunch of these, you know, the world famous like jazz guys. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, looking back on, on Herbie's and, and right now, I'm like listening to a lot of Bob James and things like that. So um, for me personally, and I mentioned this on, on, on early shows, um, Jacob Collier, that guy, <laughs> you know, oh. referred to as the Einstein of the music business right now. And I got to say he is, you know, so. Um, so any, any final words from any of you? Shout outs? Yeah, shout outs. Shout out to everybody. Stay safe. Hopefully yeah. this crazy crap will blow over soon, you know? Yeah, yeah. Where we can get out and play again. I'm I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah. Lannis, Nate, any shout, shout out? out to our our manager, Kim Thank Stairs. You. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I was hoping yes. you'd mention her. <laughs> <laughs> sweet, shout, sweet. Shout out to our, our fam in uh, Nashville, Buffalo, awesome. mm -hmm. North mm -hmm. Carolina. Mm -hmm. We're everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. shout, and, out to, shout out to my Gloria. Ah, oh, awesome. Yes. Awesome. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for being on the playground where the players play. Um, we look forward to hearing from you, and we look forward to hopefully, if not the end of this year, the beginning of next year, where we can all get back out there and play again. It's really been a joy yeah. having you guys. All right. Thank you thank so you. much. Thanks for having me. You, man. And to everybody watching, thank you again for being with us on the playground where the players come to play and keep listening to the music. That's where it's all happening. Thank you again. Stay safe. Thank you, fellas. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay awesome. Safe. Awesome.